Novena to Our Lady of Guadalupe, Day 7 When he arrived at the bishop's house, the doorkeeper and the governing priest's other servants went to meet him. He begged them to tell him that he wanted to see him, but none of them was willing. They did not want to listen to him, or perhaps because it was still very dark, or maybe because they knew him by now, and all he did was bother and inconvenience them and their companions had already told them about him, the ones who lost him when they were following him. For a long, long time he waited for his request to be granted, and when they saw that he was simply standing there for a very long time, his head down, doing nothing, in case he should be called, and how he was carrying something in the hollow of his tilma, then they came close to him to see what it was he was bringing, and thus satisfy their curiosity. And when Juan Diego saw that there was no way he could hide from them what he was carrying, and that therefore they would harass him, push him, or perhaps beat him, he gave them a little peek and they saw that it was flowers. And when they saw that they were all fine, different flowers, like those from Castile, and that it wasn't the season for them to be blooming, they admired them greatly, how fresh they were, with their buds open, how good they smelled, beautiful, and they wanted to grab them and pull a few out. They dared to try to take them three times, but there was no way they could do it, because when they tried, they couldn't see them anymore. Instead, they looked painted or embroidered or sewn into the tilma. Then they immediately went to tell the governing bishop what they had seen, and how the lowly Indian who had come the other times wanted to see him, and that he had been waiting a very long time there for permission, because he wanted to see him. And the governing bishop, as soon as he heard this, already had it in his heart that that was the sign to convince him. So then he would carry out the work that the humble man had asked him. He immediately ordered that they let him in to see him, and having entered he prostrated himself in his presence, as he had done before. And again he told him about all he had seen, what he had admired, and his message. He said to him, My lord, governor, I have truly done it. I carried out your orders. I went to tell the lady, my mistress, the heavenly maiden, Saint Mary, the beloved mother of God, that you ask for a sign in order to believe me, so that you would make her sacred little house there where she asked that you build it. And I also told her I had given you my word to come and bring you some sign some proof of her venerable will, as you told me to do. And she listened well to your venerable breath, your venerable word, and was pleased to receive your request for the sign, the proof, so that her beloved will can be done, can be carried out. And now, when it was still night time, she ordered me to come again to see you, and asked her for her sign so that I would be believed. And she said she would give it to me, 
and immediately she kept her promise. And she sent me to the top of the, of the little hill where I had seen her before to cut some different flowers there, like those from Castile. And when I had cut them, I took them down to her below, and with her venerable hands she took them. Then again she put them in the hollow of my tilma, so that I would come to bring them to you, so that I would deliver them to you personally. Although I knew well that the top of the hill isn't a place where flowers grow, because it is just rocks, burns, thorny plants, wild prickly pears, and, mes and mesquite bushes, I didn't doubt because of that, didn't hesitate because of that. When I reached the top of the little hill, I saw that it was now the flower land. There had sprung forth various flowers, like Castilian roses, the finest that there are, full of dew, splendid, so that I went to cut them, and she told me that I should give them to you from her, and that in this way I would prove it, so that you would see the sign you requested in order to carry out her venerable will, and so that it would be clear that my word my message is truth. Here they are. Please receive them. Today we hear in the very voice of Juan Diego what his own experience was as he explains it to the bishop. The Virgin Mary sent him to the top of the hill to gather, to cut, to gather, and to bring to her the roses that were the sign for him. How amazing, how splendid it was. So before even they are a sign for the bishop, before they leave imprinted on his tilma, the image of this beautiful maiden from heaven, they are a reward for his perseverance, really a sign and a gift to him from her to fill him with confidence in the power of her intercession in the beauty of God's work in our souls. And then he brings the flowers to the bishop's residence. And again, another obstacle from the servants of the bishop, perhaps friars themselves, or men in formation to be priests. And so the question we have today, two questions. When I face obstacles in the service of God and our Blessed Mother, or in fulfilling my responsibilities, or in doing what is right, Am I humble and patient and persevering like Juan Diego? There will always be some sort of obstacle, some sort of challenge, some sort of difficulty. But we see in Juan Diego this incredible example of humility. He knows he's been given a, a task from heaven, and so he waits patiently, quietly, for perhaps several hours from early morning until they finally can't bear to see him still standing there with this mysterious bundle in his garments. And so they let the bishop know. And so he's there humbly waiting and patiently praying, persevering and carrying out the task that had been given to him. What about us when we face obstacles? The second question, do I maintain respect for the church and her ministers 
the bishops and priests when it seems they are indifferent or compromised in their evangelical witness. So often we recognize that the church is, has her limitations because she's made up of members who are members of the human family and share the human condition. And the Pope and the bishops and priests and deacons and consecrated men and women and those who serve in our communities are likewise limited in so many ways. But are we able to maintain respect for the church as Jesus founded her? Especially when it seems that those who serve in the church may be indifferent, apathetic or uninterested in us, or perhaps inauthentic or compromised in the witness that they are called to give of the gospel by their life. And you can be sure that Juan Diego prayed for the hearts of these friars or the bishop himself to be touched, for God's plan to be brought about, for the desires of the mother of Jesus to be fulfilled. And sure enough, eventually he's allowed in to the bishop who recognizes that this is the sign and he gets to tell the story, which becomes a moment of grace and of joy. So let us sing again the song of praise, the canticle of joy of the Virgin of Nazareth, Our Lady of Guadalupe. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior. For he has looked with favor on his lowly servant. From this day all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. He has mercy on those who fear him in every generation. He has shown the strength of his arm. He has scattered the proud in their conceit. He has cast down the mighty from their thrones and has lifted up the lowly. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. He has come to the help of his servant Israel, for he has remembered his promise of mercy, the promise he made to our fathers, to Abraham and his children forever. Praise the Father, the Son, and Holy Spirit, both now and forever.